let's rock and roll. All right. We're back with another episode of High Expectations, where the only thing higher than the expectations is us. One one of these days, I want to do it as like a uh, a choral thing where we do a little run. Uh, it's like, uh, 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 but anyway, <laughs> high expectations. We are a movie review podcast uh, through the lens of our good friend Mary Jane. So, what does that mean? Sweet Mary Jane. We are getting high, watching movies, and then we're rating them on four very specific categories. So, and I think the categories kind of lend themselves to stoners. So. First category is quotability, uh, which is kind of evolved over time in terms of what uh, makes it a quotable type movie. Uh, Rewatchability, which is very straightforward. Uh, Popularity, which is a score that we pull from Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score. Uh, And then the last and most heavily weighted uh, category is smokeability, which again has evolved over time in terms of what makes a movie smokable does it enhance it um does it kind of propel it does it make it basically the only way you can watch it for some of the movies that we've picked so um it's it's also one of those categories that has kind of uh taken on a not so obvious uh, definition uh i keep saying we so who is the we you have myself cause one of your hosts long time everything movie movie watcher pot smoker all, all that good stuff uh, all that jazz all that jazz with all me that jazz cigarettes is, is Delo. that's who you hear right now the bearded wonder hey same deal he's been doing this a long time not the podcast but yeah. you know the smoking and watching part <laughs> i mean at this point it's it been a little while like it's been a long time and then we're almost 30 episodes out now i think we're on 28 right this is the 28th yeah 27th 28th yeah. episode i think well and yeah, somewhere kind of kind of funny because there actually is a lost episode <laughs> that never made it because it never got recorded but we have done 30. and we have a very special episode today because we brought back that guest who was part of that lost episode uh that he really i don't even think he really liked anyway so this is probably going to be better for him <laughs> uh, he liked half of it i think <laughs> so we have uh Dilo's good friend uh from back home tom yeah hello everybody Hello, listeners. Up, I mean, you, you've heard a, you've heard a lot about the lost episode, and every time I've heard about it, it made me Is it happy and cool? sad. Yeah, happy yeah, and you know, sad. You, but you go you go on one political rant, and you're <laughs> right. sorry, so. man. You yeah, just, whatever. You know how we feel about we that killed stuff. his we killed his mic yeah. in the of it, and we realized we couldn't we couldn't post it. But no, like, this is it, man. Honestly, I think that was uh, the forces out there telling us that it just wasn't meant to be. Uh, one of the movies we weren't was, meant to review page master one of the movies yeah that movie fucking sucked so oh really i thought we agreed the atrocious <laughs> there's your review Harry potter i thought no, we were all in agreement on that. that you watch I mean, page master's kind of the original harry potter <laughs> no it's not no, <laughs> false. really not no it's not um, <laughs> i'd say a big false on that yeah so we brought tom back we have a, a, a little He's bit more back. more He's interesting back. episode uh this time around with some good movies so Wait. Uh, really excited for both of these. I think, I mean, I, one of these, I think we all really, really are into, and then two of us are super, super into one. Although I don't know, <laughs> I guess I don't know Tom's uh, level of interest in I'm, one of them, but I'm I was, very into both of these. Yeah, I'm assuming Tom is interested in both, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, 
just finished up the Thanksgiving season. So uh, just wanted to let everybody know we're going to shift gears. You know how we did a fall kind of tribute, uh, like four weeks worth. We're going to do that for December. Uh, and we're going to start getting into some Christmas movies uh, coming up. So we that- also want to take a moment to say that we're thankful for all of you listening, especially Tom. Tom's a listener, and we love we love having listeners on. So thank you, I'm your, Tom. I'm your number one fan, honestly. <laughs> Did you do your Spotify rap? I was about Did to say we had is Tom we like, um, does Tom pop up as like our number one fan? Oh, I don't think um, he's on. Spotify. No, uh, yeah, I'm not. I oh. have Apple Music. Um, oh, don't ask me why. It's, it's too it's too late to switch at this point. That's um, fair. Starting a new life. Out. I'm not doing that. But yeah, I also I listen to like 12 other podcasts and they release a lot more than you guys do. So yeah, there's no fair. way I was one of your number one <laughs> Wait, listeners. Well, we but made it. We were to almost episode. number one. We're almost 10% people, of your crazy. podcast listening. So I feel like that's that's kind of special. So Wait, hold on. Am I also the first repeat guest? Yeah, technically. Yeah. Technically. technically. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, that makes me feel good. Technically, it's only to us. <laughs> Not no one else would know that, but no one else. But you're even though we, we, we know what everybody. happened. Yeah, yeah, we know, we what, know happened. what happened. They don't we know what happened. We 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 know the you know, truth. We could be it. lying and just trying to make this episode even more interesting. But I assure <laughs> Until this you all, one disappears too. Yeah, I assure you all, we did record an atrocious episode with Tom many months ago that <laughs> didn't somehow get recorded correctly. To be fair, didn't post the it. episode itself wasn't atrocious. No, the Just movies. one of the movies. Yeah, the movie. Yes. Agreed. The movie choice was atrocious. That Harry and this Potter one was, was much more watch. fun. Um, this is a really fun category. Yeah, so let's do it. Let, let's let everyone know uh, what the category is for this episode real quick. So for this episode, uh, this was a category brought uh, to us from Tom. So that's kind of our deal is I think if you're a guest on the show, we want you to you get the category. You get choice. the category. So you get to kind of lead us down your whatever adventure you want to take. So, uh, Tom, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody what the category is for this episode? So Dilo and I went through a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, I settled on fucked up endings. And one of the reasons is like that's I don't like seeing the good guy win all the time because that's just not how the world works. And yeah. we all know that. Uh, for example, the movie Heat with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. De Niro is ahead of him for two hours and 59 minutes. And then in that last minute, in the he last dies. Act. And I was... Yep. I was getting tattooed watching that, and I was like, "Fuck this!" I was like that's stupid. Like that's not how that should have ended. So that actually uh, sparked that. And then I, the next time I got tattooed, I was watching Prisoners, and Fair. that's a really fucked up yeah. movie. That movie. Is fucked. But I was fucked. so into that movie, and I was like, "All right, we got to do su- something." You know like what? That. When we like picking the movies for this, I'm surprised that movie didn't come up on whatever list that I Googled. It came first. up on almost every list I saw. Yeah. I on feel like Pri- it was like Prisoners? top three yeah. on almost Prisoners every didn't list come I saw. Up on... You shot it down. I'm trying to think. I, I wish I said I can't the... watch that movie again. Yeah. That's a one and done for <laughs> oh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, the rewatchability <laughs> on that is a solid zero. I'd, I'd much rather. Here, let's do our. Here's do our, let's do our. Would you rather early for this? Would you rather watch Page Master again or Prisoners? Page master. Oh, 
Top Prisoners is a better movie. Yeah. But Page Ma- or, but it fucked me up. Yeah. I'd watch Prisoners a hundred times in a row before I watch Page Master one time. Good lord. Yeah. Well, and that movie's only an hour long. You're offending Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that's well, real fuck fucked him. up. The original. <laughs> The original Harry yeah, Potter a, himself. He's a fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the original <laughs> Daniel. The original Harry Potter shit. Right. Exactly. Um, all right. So really, again, we're, we're kind of trying to shift gears. Like, you know, in the beginning, we had categories that I think we were being very. Uh, not as like off the wall as we wanted Adventurous. to get. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty classic categories. So we're really trying to like. Episodes get our groupings of movies to kind of generate some really you know good opportunities for us to pick movies you may have not seen or like i said you may go into a friday night and then you can kind of use these categories for yourself so uh but let's we won't keep you waiting any longer let's talk about uh what movies uh we ended up picking for this specific category Okay, so uh, I ended up picking one that, again, I feel like lately I've been, one, trying to pick movies that I think will be the new champ. Like, I'm trying to keep that in mind because I'm trying to bring down the champ, which I believe still is Lion King right now. So it had, I believe so. Is that I love you, man? Uh, No, I think Lion King is at 8.8. Oh, because you're like 10. Let's not Lion go there King again. Dude. One. That's insane. Let's not let's not go there, my friend. Um, but so we're trying to I'm basically trying to go into every week when I see there's an opportunity or I think a movie can make it in there. I'm trying to dethrone the king at you know right now. Oh, see, that works with Lion King, so there you go. Um uh, <laughs> so I ended up going with probably one of my top ten movies that I like to watch. Uh, and Ooh, this is a great uh, director actor duo that has done a lot of great movies since I think this may have been the first movie they went together on or what? No, I don't think so. But this, this, I wanted to comment on this before, after you introduced, because the lineup of movies from these two is bonkers. Yeah. You'll recognize pretty much all of them because they're, they're basically all nominated for Oscars, but uh, so I went with, uh, again, one of my favorites, The Departed. I'm all set without your own personal job application. The right? fuck did so you I say to me, Trini? With all due respect, sir, what do you want from hey, me? Hey, asshole, he can't help you. I know what you are, okay? I know what you are and I know what you're not. I'm the best friend you have on the face of this earth and I'm going to help you understand something, you punk. You're no fucking cop. He's right. We deal in deception here. What we do not deal with is self-deception. Five years from now, you could be anything else in the world, but you will not be a Massachusetts state trooper. You sure of that? I'm sure of that. Karen fucking Teed. You got 1,400 on your SATs, kid. You're an astronaut, not a statey. Uh, oh, yeah. With Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese, Matt Damon, uh, one of those stupid Baldwin brothers. Uh, you know, just Alec. Yeah, Alec. just just like a as we actually said, right? like Alec in this one. As we said for a lot of movies, this is a stacked cast, right? This movie stacked. has a lot of heavy 
uh, big name actors that this may did a really be good job. the most stacked cast that we've had. Yeah, it's up there. I think like, and this movie, it's like warranted or it makes sense. It like correlates to how good it was. Like, okay, you're going to put all these great actors in this movie. They yeah. produced a friggin' amazing movie. Whereas there's other movies that definitely do have stacked cast that it just doesn't translate to that all the time. Like I think of a movie like be cool that has, John Travolta, Uma, Uma Thurman, The Rock, like all these kind of big names didn't really translate the way a movie like The Departed that, did. That they were hoping it would, yeah. So These are also amazing actors, like some right. of the best. Yeah. Right. All together Top in right one now. movie. And with probably the best director. Exactly. Too, Arguably, depending on who one you... One of my all-time favorite yeah. directors. I mean, with it's... some of my all-time favorite actors. I looked up his uh, line of movies, and I was like, holy that. shit. Like, this Scorsese? guy doesn't miss. Yeah. Like, his yeah. La- like the top, like, three rows were all... He's definitely in the top three. Every single one. He's definitely right, in so the top three, I would say. Here's, here's a list of just movies that Scorsese and... Leo worked on Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio worked on together. The new one, Killers of the Flower Moon. Awesome. Um, uh, where'd it go? Sorry, I lost my. Saw story. that with D'Lo at Cinnabar. Shout out to yeah, Cinnabar man, as we out. always do. Wolf of Wall Street, killer. Uh, Shutter Island. Yeah. The Departed, The Aviator, Gangs of New York. <laughs> oh so wait gangs like, of new york may have been gangs before... of new york was their first okay. link up yeah but like just an insane lineup of movies yeah. some of my all-time favorite films that i've like ever watched in that and list you know what we just went through there's and you know what none of those may not be scorsese's best movie depending on who you ask right because goodfellas is like untouchable for some people like they think that that is like a gangster masterpiece so, this may be an is. unpopular opinion. I'll take The Departed over a Goodfellas 10 times out of 10. Ooh. I would too, but Cause is right. A lot of people yeah. would disagree. I, I agree yeah. that Goodfellas is a great film and that there are, it's got a huge following. I would take The Departed every time over Goodfellas. I would too, but that's tough. I wouldn't die on that. I hill. would have to think about it. Yeah. yeah, I'll put it this way. I mean, I either, also love Gangs of New York too. Either one, that. you're in for a, a fucking treat, a right? Movie. Like you're in for a treat yeah. for any any of these movies. So uh, we should do a category, another category of just Leo Scorsese movies. We could do that. Yeah, that's a great idea. We'll cut. We'll get Tom hey, back on. Write we'll that run down. It all back. Uh, <laughs> all right, and then uh, I don't know for the second pick. I don't know if this was like a collab between you two, or if you both picked it, but. Uh, Let's let them know what, what you all ended up picking for this week. Yeah, well, I mean, like I've said before with previous guests, um, I try to kind of get in touch with them and see, like, get get a list of movies that they potentially would want to have for the category that they chose, and then kind of we go from there. And Tom and I went back and forth for a while on trying to pick something good because this the <laughs> fucked up endings – has a very vast <laughs> yeah, movie yeah. catalog and some really good movies. And this is what Tom and I were talking about. Some of the best movies have are the ones with the fucked up endings, yeah. right? Like, so the movie choices were insane. Um, but we settled on, which is one of my all-time, all-time favorite movies. And I know you and I are going to butt heads on this cause. Um, but I went with 
Oh God, I love this. I love this movie growing up. I still love this movie. Rewatching it, he loves it so much. So happy. Can't even say it. Can't can't even get it out of his lips. <laughs> I went with Fight Club. Every week, Tyler gave the rules that he and I decided. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Third rule of Fight Club, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. Fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirts, no shoes. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, this is your first night at Fight Club. You have to fight. Fight Club. Number one rule of Fight Club. That's why I wasn't going to say it. Don't. You, you don't. Don't. You do not talk about don't Fight talk Club. talk about Fight Club. Uh, you don't. You yeah. Don't. Honestly, this, this movie was, uh, and, you know, we, we'll do the scoring as, as we go along, but uh, this was a, this one in particular was filmed really well and put together really well for a high experience. I will say that. So not yes. to give my scores totally away, agree with that. but it, it was a really, yeah, well, well this movie. is, I mean, if, excuse me, if we are talking about like crazy good uh, directors, you have David Finchner doing this. Like he's a legend too, in his own right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's kind of like, got like that funky, like, Tim Burton, Andy Warhol kind of yeah, like he's like a, he's kind of like a a grittier a grittier guy. Like he does these kind of movies, these kind of Fight Club. Uh, yeah. not, did I say Finchner? I meant Fincher. Fincher, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's You're just one of those American guys Pie. That... You're stuck in American Pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's oh man, he's he's had his no- another movie that I almost went with another. Brad Pitt movie that I almost went with was seven. That's oh. David Fincher's. Yeah, so, I'm glad you went with. I this. mean, all both insanely good movies. But I, I this is, I had so much fun watching this for the for the uh, millionth time for the pod. Oh, for the min, millionth time and for the pod for the pod and the millionth time. He makes sacrifices for us people. So listen in. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> I do it for you. Uh. And Tom, I guess, so as I was saying earlier, so is without kind of going into the scoring and all that stuff, is Fight Club and The Departed on the same level for you? Like you're just, you're really into both? Uh, Yes, this is kind of embarrassing. I read the book Fight Club before I ever saw the movie. Oh, yes. This was only the second time I've watched the movie. Oh. That's fair. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of, I kind of forget about it. It's definitely not a top movie for me, and uh, I will talk well, a little bit about why. Right, and again, we'll we will get into it. But like, I think I'm it on... was great though. Like, I really enjoyed watching it. But I don't. Yeah, and we'll, we've talked we'll about talk this about. before with movies. Like, some movies need longer lag times before in between watches for them to have yeah. kind of that same like. I don't want to call it like dopamine hit or whatever you want to call it, but like the same kind of like, Oh shit. Like just to appreciate the way fight club was put together and filmed. I feel like giving it time in between 
yeah really helps it, so but could use a breather and we'll talk about that more as we get into uh the categories the rating categories so uh all right and because we are so very honest with our podcast as i said we are smoking for watching all of our movies so uh yes. we want to let you all know what we smoked how we smoked it uh where we got it if if we know uh but uh this if we know if we remember <laughs> i know sometimes like like when i was in vancouver i kind of like forgot that i have to like remember to you know take down Talk or just like yeah. yeah or just like remember the name of the uh dispensary so uh yeah. but i i went to dockside again one of my favorite spots in... uh this week i actually uh went with a um disposable battery or you know pen or whatever you all there's so many different names whatever the kids are calling it yeah you know what i mean cart cart coil whatever you want to but i went with one of the disposable ones from buddies uh it's an indica buddies uh so i'm back i'm back trying indica again uh it's called azai uh total cannabinoids if you're interested 78 percent thc 70 percent and I kind of like the disposable uh, cartridge route, honestly. It, it's I go through them quick enough, I th- I think, because and I don't need to charge them, even though they are rechargeable. Uh, but they're always so convenient. They're usually a pretty good size. And I don't know. I kind of just like the concept that they decided to go with that. Like, hey, you can just, no matter where you're at, like, if you didn't remember your battery, this is like a super convenient thing to yeah, get so yeah. i actually really enjoy this as just like a product and we haven't done this yet uh on the pod i don't think i don't think either of no, us have done this so um i'm trying to like try all the modes of smoking because i realized last time i don't know if it was last episode or the one before where we were kind of both talking about how we really only smoke herb and oil we don't really like do the wax or yeah. hash or resin or anything like that. So I'm just trying to give us no dabs variety. here. Yeah. No dabs here. So I'm trying to give a little bit more variety. So I picked this again, went to dockside, always a great experience. And this was, this was good for uh, both movies. Uh, I did the, I did the movies back to back days and uh, I kind of got the same high both days which usually doesn't happen to me like if i smoke back-to-back days like that the second day i feel like i gotta like chief the damn thing to really get, yeah to get high but this this got me pretty fucked so yeah buddies is a solid brand good brand uh good smoke so i remember trying that i think cause you had it um when i was out there i remember that brand <laughs> Yeah, I feel like yeah. I've definitely gotten buddies multiple times with the cartridges. I don't think they do. I don't know if they do herb, but I know I've gotten like their whatever variety of cartridges they have. Plus, the they had like six different disposable ones that you could choose from. So, good variety nice. there too. Uh, Tom, what did you what did you smoke this week? So I got some Verano Grape Bubbly Indica. Nice. Um, so the reason I got this, I went to a bachelor party and we were, had a couple different kinds and my friend had a pre-rolled of this. And as soon as he sparked it up, like you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. You could just smell it over the other ones. And when you hit it, you're like, okay, that's the one right there. Yeah. And everybody agreed too. And then I got the, I've gotten the carts and then I got the bud this time. And it just, it was not, 
what it was the first time I had it. Yeah. Um, didn't really Never hit raised. like an Indica. It was more like a hybrid. Like I got more of a head high than I really wanted because yeah. I've been going Indica now. Like I have an Indica cart. Um, Sativa is not really my style anymore. Kind of makes I'm me with feel you like there, I man. need to be in an insane asylum sometimes. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> really want, want that. I want to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to sleep. So no uppers for Tom. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I was just hitting, I have like a little bowl I'd get up, but I'm not doing that right now. Um, just a nice little little piece. Stay here, hit it, watch the movie. Stay adequately fried for the entirety. Hit the piece. Solid. Yeah, because these are long hauls. Both movies are long. They were, and I almost wish I went with a, a hybrid or a sativa instead. But to carry it, carry you through. To help. Yeah, help exactly. Up through it. Yeah. 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 Just, well. We'll we'll get into that, but um, Dilo, what did you what did you imbibe? I went to our friends at Have a Heart in Greenwood, um, and I got myself another batch of buds from Sky High Gardens. I went with Cakes and Cream this time, which is a um, indica leaning hybrid, very indica leaning hybrid. Um, it was like kind of a citrusy like. It was interesting because I wasn't expecting citrus from it because it says cakes and cream, but it got, it was, it was lovely. It was a lovely little joint. And I went with it. I packed myself a full gram because these are Jesus. long, long guys. I like how, I like how you didn't say even roll packed. We packed ourselves. Yeah, Our generation I, I, doesn't you, roll anymore. We just pack. I, I mean, I think I've rolled a joint once for the, for the show. Um, and it's just because I ran out of cones. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I will say, I think I forgot to mention the dispensary I went to. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. went to Zen Leaf, uh, which is about our only option around here, <laughs> which is fine. I'm not going to complain about being able to go to the store and get weed. But no. which one is I know Zen some Leaf? More, uh, the one on Route 1. It's a nightmare uh, getting there, yeah. leaving there. I like Cura Leaf um, in Bordentown. Yeah, you yeah, know what? Their products nice. just are not as good. No. Their bud is good, but like cart-wise, they have a they very have bad it. selection. But it is a much better experience going there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice like you're being rushed in and out. I just like the exp- I think I'm so snobby now when it comes to the dispensary experience cuz they're it's just so chill out here like it's it's so different. Yeah. So, I'm just a snob. I'm a snob now. There are more uh mom and pop places popping up here and there one of my friends lives up north and he said um he lives like right around the corner from one and it's like you guys have out there you walk in it's like one person standing there and they're very friendly it's like just going into a normal yeah. store and just of, like shoot the shit yeah exactly yeah Take that's, time, what, ask that's questions. what i was gonna say i feel like because there are so many more options here. You don't get such crowded stores like that. Zen leaf that you're talking about is always popping. Like there's always a ton of people in there. I feel like at I least found the I times to go, but it. yeah, yeah. you have to hit it at the, a right time, but they have the pre-order that goes pretty quick. But yeah. the one, the one uh, in Asbury is awful. Yeah. That one's even worse. I believe it. Uh, yeah. But like it comes with like, like you said, the more mom and pop shops that pop up, the more will like the lines will lessen all over the place, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It'll so. it's coming. Yeah. If you book them, they will come. <laughs> uh 
All right, so let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the movies. Uh, we've got two bangers for everybody to review. So let's uh, let's kick it off and let's decide which one we're gonna go with. I feel like the way I've been doing it most episodes is I try to save the one that I think will maybe be, will like maybe break the the record. Yeah. I would say let's go Fight Club Departed. Okay, let's go Fight Club first, yes. uh, which will be the more controversial one, but I'm just, I like to like save that suspense of like, is is this one going to take down uh, the leader? So <laughs> Fight Club, D'Lo. I'm. I know it's going to pain you to think people haven't seen this movie, but uh, <laughs> I know there are people who haven't seen let, this movie. Let them know what they're missing out on. <laughs> it's quite a quite a synopsis here. A depressed man suffering from insomnia meets a strange soap salesman named Tyler Durden, and soon finds himself living in his squalid house after his perfect apartment is destroyed. The two bored men form an underground club with strict rules and fight other men who are fed up with their mundane lives their perfect partnership phrase when marla a fellow support group crasher attracts tyler's attention yeah so i feel like that synopsis is kind of like it definitely tells you what's going on in the movie like the story of the movie but it doesn't even begin to give you a sense of the action that's in this movie and kind of the the way it was filmed and just the, uh, yeah, the cinematography in this is very cool. Yeah. Like that, that's the coolest part about, in my opinion, that like the story is good, but, um, it's kind of like the twists that make it really good. The, again, like you said, the cinematography is, is kind of a good, uh, experience for this movie. Uh, but yeah, I get, you know, I always forget that like, okay, there has to be some sort of storyline that, that's going on. But uh, this this movie was a tough, definitely a tough one to rate, in my opinion. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, like I said, I, of the three of us, I'm the one that's definitely the lowest on this movie in terms of like, like, I know it's a good movie. Uh, but, you know, when I think about these categories, like, so I started to get into quotability and, you know, other than the Fight Club rules quotes, I really don't you I've never used anything from that movie. Uh, I don't know if I hear a lot of it, but it could also be that I don't recognize it. So people could be quoting it and I just I can't really place it. Um, so there was only one other line for me. So, right. His name is Robert Paulson. Fucking piece of evidence. This is a person. He's a friend of mine, and you're not going to bury him in the fucking garden. He was killed serving Project Mayhem, sir. This is Bob. But, sir, in, in Project Mayhem, we have no names. No, you listen to me. This is a man, and he has a name. And it's Robert Paulson, okay? Robert Paulson? He's a man, and he's dead now because of us, all right? Do you understand that? I understand. In death... A member of Project Mayhem has a name. His name is Robert Paulson. 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 Come on, guys. 
Right. His name is so Robert there's, Paulson. Right, so yeah. there's that. But the the two quotes that I think that we're referencing are ones that probably do get used a decent amount. You know what I mean? So movies that we've reviewed and kind of rated over time, we kind of like scale it and put it on a spectrum. And it's like, you know, if a movie has one quote that gets used like, you know, from, from everybody all over the world since the movie came out till now – if they've got that, that gets it to a certain point. Uh, so this, I didn't really kind of know where to go with this movie on the spectrum, but I recognized that this is like a, this is a cult classic. Like people really, really love this movie. So I gave quotability. Yes, they do. I gave quotability a six because I was like, I know there's lines that stand out to me, but. See, that's way more generous than I thought you were going to be. The way you were talking, that's way more generous. Well, it's than because I, I have yeah. to understand. I have to understand the public of this, right? Like, it can't just be me, right? Because there's definitely movies that I can quote that I I can't say are quotable, right? Because sure. nobody would fucking know what I'm what I'm talking about if I was doing it. So, yeah. I understand this movie has that kind of power out there. So. I had to recognize that it has a couple quotes that are very, very recognizable from a lot of people. So I feel like it has that kind of push to it. Um, it is popular as fuck, super popular, dude. right? So I went with a six. I felt like it's right above kind of like a middle of the road quotability movie, in my opinion. That's fair. So, uh, Tom. Tom. So I thought I was being a little generous. Uh, I went 4.9 for a lot of the reasons you said. Um, it is quotable, those two lines that we mentioned. Other than that, there's really nothing unless you're like a cult follower of this movie. Um, Which clearly yeah, I think Dilo I has made it seem like he's almost in that category. He might people, be. But... Yeah, but I... I went 4.9 just because it is quotable for what it has, but it's not, yeah. it, it's, you know, quality over quantity here. And I, st I started at five and I kind of like convinced myself to come up to six. So it's like, we were, on yeah, the I, same was page. Between, I was between like five and five and a half. And right. then, uh, I just kind of, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go just below five. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And it's fair, especially if it's if this is only your second time seeing it, then Definitely. it's not something you're gonna. But you know what? Those, it. yeah. But those two lines, like I knew off yeah, the bat. I wrote, I wrote them. Yeah, yeah. I wrote yeah. them in my notes because I quote that sometimes. Yeah, I wrote them in my notes before the movie even started. Yeah, because I those knew are, that there are those lines, were the two. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. That's fair, and I I think the other thing that kind of needs to be taken into consideration with the whole quotability is going back to the memorability of this movie and the popular and obviously the popularity will come come back to but like just like how iconic like Brad Pitt's whole look is in this movie right like the the bright red jacket and all of that has got vet like staying power and still he's wearing those blue light glasses that like people I mean, this was a very late nineties thing, but and early two thousands, but after, I don't know if you remember this cause, but after this movie came out, everyone was trying to dress like Tyler Durden. Like I mean, literally yeah, that's fair. Anyone, any male 
between from like 15 to like 45 was trying to be <laughs> Tyler Durden in the worst way yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Right. Like, yeah, they obviously didn't get what the movie was about. Clearly not. But yeah. um, he had that he had such good style. He's got he's got all those tirades that he goes on where he's like, you're not your fucking khaki. You're not your job. You're not how much money you have in the bank. Not the car you drive. Not the contents of your wallet. You're not your fucking khakis. You were the all-singing, all-dancing crap of the world. We are the all-singing, all-dancing crap of the world. That's quoted a lot. You have the very last line, which is like on t-shirts and shit, where he says, you met me at a very strange time in my life. And he's talking with a hole in his mouth. Like, these are all, to me, and I mean, one through eight of the rules, right? Like, I could, you could quote them. I mean, the first two, obviously. I couldn't, but. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people that could quote, even if sure. without having yeah. seen the movie recently, could quote all eight of them. Yeah, and I it's just something... watched it recently, and I only know the first two. Yeah, but it's also something that this is referenced in media, even still, the rules of Fight Club and all this stuff. Like this Agreed. is stuff that's been ripped off from the movie, um, and that's all. You know, I this is a movie, and I understand that I am in this group. I am in the majority or minority of people that yeah, definitely. was a part of the group of people that kind of latched onto this movie in the late nineties and just really like fell in love with it because I also read the book right after, and I fell in love with Chuck Palahniuk, Palahniuk and have read a bunch of his novels after that. Um, so this movie for me had a lot of like, it launched me into a lot of like weird novels because Chuck Palahniuk novels are, very weird. So I love He's this movie. Fuck. I, he is a sick fuck. And he even says this movie improves on his novel, which I agree because I think personally think the movie's better, but I went stronger. I went with a much stronger score than you guys, but I can also quote this. I quoted this to Katie as we were watching it. I went with a 7.5. Well, yeah, it's easy to quote it while you're watching it. That doesn't mean anything to me. You got to quote it when you're out on the streets, when it's been what are like you talking a year. about you quoted, you were sitting there quoting American pie as we were watching. No, it, I'm saying, went, I'm saying that wouldn't affect my quotability score. I, I feel like you got to be like I on think the street, does, you know, you gotta be like on the street, throwing score. it at randos, throwing zingers. I don't think so. Dropping I don't think bombs. That's just what quotability All right. Is. I would say 7.5 is, is definitely out of my zone. Um, so it's like, so we, let's say we have like Tom's score is really like a five. I'm at a six. You're at a seven point five. Like where do we meet? Maybe like maybe it's six. six. Is the answer. Yeah, maybe six is just it. Like it kind of splits the difference, but it's closer to the the spectrum that I think makes more sense to me. Yeah, but I it, yeah it, I agree with you. I just think you guys are also not taking into consideration just how popular this movie is overall for the quotability factor of like i mean i think that's how my score got to six because like i said if it was just based off me i mean this movie could have gotten like a two or three from me right because like i don't i don't really quote it at all 
So I definitely took into account the global. Uh, I'm okay with the six. I think overall. All right, let's do six. I think six sums it up. And Where'd it, you go, Psycho Boy? Huh? Come on, man. This movie's quotable. Come on, man. Sick. You don't know Give where I've sick. been, Lou. Fucking guys are lured, I'm telling you. Unbelievable. You don't know where I've been, Lou. Oh, my God. You don't know where I've been. We give you a six, damn it. That whole scene is fucked. Be happy with the six. At least we're not, you know, <laughs> making yes. you go all the way down to five or something. <laughs> he wouldn't let it happen. All right. Rewatchability, another tough one for me because it didn't, I wasn't one of those people. So I did see it in theaters, definitely rewatched it fairly soon after theaters, but wasn't like a big rewatch for me. And especially when, you know, we think of our list of movies we've done so far, it doesn't really even come close to any of the other ones that I feel like we watch somewhat on a regular basis. Um, But as I was explaining to Tom earlier, like, and I think we've talked about this on other episodes, dealers, like some of these movies hit this, like this level because of how interesting they are that they need some time to rest in between watches. Cause otherwise you lose the surprises. Again, this is a movie that has a fucked up ending. So you kind of want to forget about it a little bit, or at least be somewhat, uh, I don't want to say surprised, but like, you know what I mean? It's it's something that's a little bit more fresh. So you give it that time in between. So I think that affects its rewatchability. But I have to take into account that I understand when it first came out. I mean, people were watching this. I feel like every weekend they liked it so much. Like that's I I had friends that I feel like were super super into it. If they hung out or like had, they were crashing at people's houses. They were watching this movie, throwing this on. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but again. I, if I, it was just my opinion, I would have it pretty low for rewatchability, but I am taking into account the global kind of pull that it has. So I went with a six again. Solid six. You know, I just, I understand. I got to take into account how popular it is. I really do. So I gave it, I gave it a six. And again, it could be a movie that I really like, and I would still give it a lower rewatchability score because of you know the reasoning we were just talking about so uh dila what did you what did you go with for this because i know you haven't necessarily watched it recently a lot but i know you're part of the crew that watched watched a lot back in the day (laughs) so but i watched it recently enough where when i rented it again it was still on the credits on the end credits both of these movies that happen with both of these movies. These are both movies that I enjoy enough where even though they're long, even though they're heavy, I rewatch them a lot. So my rewatch, my rewatchability for the departed is much stronger, but my rewatchability, I was not unreasonable. I don't think with 
my rewatch because I agree that there's, there should be some lag time, but I also think this is a movie you need to watch more than once to really get it. Yeah. To really like soak it all in because this is a very art house film. Like this is very much like it's meant to be, it like has so many levels to it. Right. And it's, it's got such commentary on kind of the way things are going and the way of the world. And then the twists and turns that you, I mean, I guess we can people, if you haven't seen it, stop listening and go watch. Yeah. Turn fight it. club. Pause. <laughs> this is, go yeah, watch it. there's going to be spoilers. Yeah, yeah. The fact that like, when you know that he is Tyler Durden, that he is both the narrator and Tyler Durden. And then you go back <laughs> and you rewatch it. Knowing that twist, it makes the movie like interesting in a new way. So I think rewatching it is important because I think it's a good movie to watch more than once for that reason. And I rewatch it a lot, so I went with the six point seven. But because I do think I do think it's not something you want to rewatch like yeah constantly. Right. It's something that I did rewatch a lot. And like we said, it's long growing up. It's on the longer side of things, right? And like it's not a comedy. Comedies are easier to rewatch, right? Yeah. Like we, I think Absolutely. we all recognize that, especially if you're like watching movies high, it's sometimes really nice just to watch comedies. Cause like you just, in, you're in the mood to giggle. So, uh, yeah, but it's all right. So that's, that's a modest score. I feel like that's, so I was trying, I was trying yeah. to be because it, because of all, to be like, sensible. all the reasons we keep saying it's, it's a movie that, although it is enjoyable to watch more than once, you do want to give it space yeah, yeah. to enjoy it again. And it's heavy and heavy is hard to rewatch. So heavy watch. Uh, Tom, what did you, what did you give it? I actually agree with a lot of what Dilo just said about if you know, going into the movie, what's going to happen. I think it's almost a better watch because I, I said this is only the second time I've watched this, and I read the book prior to watching the movie at all. So I knew the first time I watched it what was going to happen. So I don't have that experience, but I feel like if I watched that movie and didn't know, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Like about (laughs) halfway through, you'd be like, "What, what is going on in this movie? And then at the end, you figure out what's going on, and you would say, wow, I want to watch that again like right now. Yeah, you just throw it right back on. Like that's how I felt when I watched a movie like Donnie Darko, and I was like, I need to watch that again right now and figure out what that was about. Or like Memento. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Which is way similar kind of movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I almost picked that um, for this category too. Yeah, it's. I think Dilo and I talked about that. That's a great Mm -hmm. movie. Um, Tyler is an awesome character. Like Brad Pitt in the scumbag, dirty role. Dude, he's my favorite. Good. Like once upon a time in Hollywood, like that's my favorite role of him where he's just like chill and then he just goes off. Um, It's it's a very unique role for somebody that looks the way he does. So (laughs) I uh, I actually gave this a seven point five. Nice. Because of what we talked about. Um, I would definitely watch this again soon. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned cause you mentioned the way it's filmed and I actually really liked it's like almost the background music of the movie. I wouldn't call it a score by any means. But yeah, no. it just had yeah, like a, it a the weird mood. vibe. Yeah, it was, it was very mood setting for sure. And it it really fit the movie. 
And it was something that I noticed and I never noticed that stuff. Like I'm not a film guy. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, that movie was fucking sick. <laughs> so right. I try to focus on, <laughs> I try to focus on that, that other stuff uh, more now, like the way it's filmed and all that. So yeah, yeah I give it a sure. 7.5. Damn. All That's, right. I like that. Well then I think we just go with Delos, maybe Delos score 6.7. Because it's kind of like we bring it down a little bit. I was at six. So let's just kind of split the difference, but really just pick the middle score of, you know, people of all our scores. Right. I it's feel like it's good. average. Yeah. We'll say it's it's our average. However, we converted it. We'll keep that a secret. I am Jack's colon. Yeah. I get cancer. I kill Jack. Come on. You guys with your quotability <sighs> score. Um. All right. Rotten Tomatoes score. So I'm thinking since Tom, since you're the guest, you can play the over under game. Oh, great. Thank you. You just don't want to take a massive hit. <laughs> no, I think I would probably get this or I mean, we could compete against each other. No, I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it. Um, what do you think? So what do you think this movie got as a audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? The audience score has to be off the charts. Um. I would say I'm going to go 92. Higher. 96. Fucking nailed it. 96%. Yeah, I knew it was going to be crazy high. Yeah. Because like you said, this has a cult following. Cult following. It's got a huge following. That gives it a 9.6 in our uh, popularity category. So that's a big, big jump. Uh, and sets it up nicely for smokeability, which I kind of was texting D'Lo about this. Like, this movie was great to watch high. Honestly, it was long. Yeah. Like, I admit it. It was, a, I think, maybe for a movie like this, because the beginning was a little slow. Maybe it's like um, start smoking when the movie starts, because it, it might be easier to get through the first part of the movie when you're still a little sober or, like, getting high. I don't know, because I was pretty stoned like right from the beginning. Yeah. So um And same. that can make but, it hard to that can make it hard to follow because it, like Tom said, if you if it's your first watch through um this yeah. movie specifically, it can be kind of tricky to follow. Yeah, Agreed. but that ending would blow your mind if you were stoned. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. the first time I watched it, I was like, This is I was like, this is a masterpiece. This is one of the greatest yeah. movies I ever watched. And at the time, it, if, it, it's still it's still one of my favorite movies, obviously. If um, you didn't turn it off because you had no idea what was going on. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is the other side of the same coin, right? This movie is right. wildly popular, but there are a lot of people that don't like it because they think it's too violent or they think it perpetuates like a lot of like, it like sets up bad morals and shit like that. But like, if you're really watching it like closely, it doesn't. It kind of is turning that quite to- the opposite. Yeah, turning that toxic masculinity on its head, which is like, yeah. and it, it's just an interesting way to do it. Yeah, and I think it's, it's a good film. So well done in the movie, and you appreciate that stuff when you're high too. I feel like that stuff I definitely kind of think about when I'm high. So I think that's why this movie was. Uh, I think that's why I gave this movie a pretty high score in terms of, you know, going into it, what I thought it would get for me. So I gave it a 7.5 in terms of smokeability, uh, which, you know, when I looked back at our scores, like is 
a pretty decent score on our spectrum compared to some other movies. Uh, but I kind of figured I'd be on the lower end compared to everybody, but I felt good about no, it. I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm actually lower than you on this one only because I think that if you get too high for this movie, it's, it could be difficult to watch for any plethora of reasons. But I think you need to get like, I think you can be high for this. And I, for me, it definitely enhanced it because like we've been talking about on recent episodes and like Tom is saying, looking at it from more of a critical lens of like, damn, this like just watching David Fincher's direction of like the shots and things like that. And like doing research into kind of him like working with scenes like for specifically the one scene where right after uh, Edward Norton's um, apartment blows up and he calls Brad Pitt and they meet for a beer. They shot like they shot that scene like 40 different times and it was almost always ad libbed. David Fincher would just go up and be like, talk about this. And Edward Norton and Brad Pitt would just kind of have a conversation and we're drinking real beer and just like, shooting the shit and most of what Tyler Durden says that they took and cut together in the movie was made up by Brad Pitt. So like just thinking about stuff like that and watching this movie and just seeing these masters at their craft, like Edward Norton is a master Brad Pitt, whether you love him or hate him, the guy can act his fucking face off, right? He crushes this role. Yeah. Um, So I was close to what you were and I wanted to respect that, but I think if you get too high, it's hard to follow and you could lose interest because it's long. Um, so I went with a seven. Okay. That makes sense. Tom, how did you rate this? I feel like I'm rate? just, I feel like I'm repeating everything you guys said. We're really on the same page here. Uh, I actually lumped rewatchability and smokeability together for this for some reason like i had the same views on it for so it's basically the same as my rewatchability reasons uh, i also gave it a 7.5 okay i yeah. do agree with Delo saying like if you get too high this might not be that chill of a movie and yeah. i think i was i was that guy that was a little too high um, in my notes, I said, this is an extremely disgusting movie. I'm too um, high. Yeah. The house is so disgusting. It's awful. To me. Like it made me cringe and I'm pretty sure I woke up the next day and cleaned my entire and house. I mean, <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it's, it's so disgusting. It's so like it made me feel like I had an illness or something. And the... dude, if someone came up to me and was like, Hey man, yeah, you could, I know you're in a bad spot. You can crash at my place. And they brought me to pay the paper street house i'd be like get me the fuck out of here like i have tetanus just walking into this house like this is i felt like i got tetanus just watching it just watching um, the movie it's, yeah it's dirty it's so disgusting dirty. and then the scene with the human fat like ripping over the fence <sighs> is yeah. disgusting so gross. and marla singer is like early bellatrix lestrange when she like started yeah, smoking meth yeah. yeah, like really, really disgusting. Um, She's so good in this too. Dude, you know what's crazy? Everybody's great in it. Like I'm not they, knocking her. She's just like a no, foul she, person in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. They're all they disgusting. All yeah, they're all yeah. disgusting. And that's exactly. part of what makes this movie so fucked up. And like the ending of it, which just all of those, like the whole confrontation where he ends up blowing his, the side of his face off to get rid of this schizo other half of himself 
is insane in its own right. And then all the buildings blow up anyway. It doesn't stop anything except for one explosion. Like it's, it's a wild ending, dude. It's It's a great ending. Honestly, it does. They do a good job. And again, being high for it, honestly gets, gets the blood pumping. I did want to, I lost my train of thought because I'm high. Go figure. Uh, they actually originally wanted Reese Witherspoon to play Marla Singer. No, they made the right choice. Yeah, I think they, they made I, the right how, choice. Yeah. I, she turned it down because it was too dark, but like, it would have been intentions? a completely different movie. What? Yeah, she had, yeah, right. Cruel Intentions or uh, Fight Club? Give me Fight Club. Yeah. 10 uh, out of 10 My other time. thought on smokeability was, um, you know, all of the legal weed that you buy says that this product has uh the potential to give you psychosis and watching this movie i'm just like looking at the label on the jar of weed on my table and i'm like fuck smoke some more <laughs> fuck did um, you guys catch like the blips of tyler durden throughout the movie as you're watching that you know how they like splice they talk about him splicing porn into kids movies yeah, that's they, one of the best film scenes in the whole movie. By the oh, way. yeah, it's yeah when they're going through the like what Tyler Durden has done. It's and it's hilarious. like the like office type. Uh, he's just talking to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so they actually spliced Tyler Durden into like just flashes of him into parts of the movie before you actually meet him on the plane, which is pretty cool. And then at the very end, they do flash the same dick that he splices into. <laughs> into the kids movie. Now I have to rewatch it. Total. Yep. So total bump that rewatchability feet. score. Right. Bump it. I'll bump it up 10th. <laughs> uh, all right. So for smokeability, I'll go uh, like, we'll go. I would right come in, up. I would come up. Let's do 7.25. Basically. The, okay. That is the difference between. I would, let's go up to 7.3 because you both okay. were seven and a half. So all right. So wait it a little time. more. All right. Yeah. So seven three, and that gives it a final score of seven point four, which again is not necessarily in line with the popularity of this movie, but I think it kind of I think it does kind of uh accurately depict like the the smoking combination with this movie. I think it's good, but kind of even looking at some of the other movies that we have on here, like I can see why some of the other ones would be a slightly better high movie to watch. Cause I do think this movie yeah, is good yeah. sober as well. So like, like we said, when we do the smokeability category, it's kind of like, uh, you know, because it has so much weight, we have to be careful, but it's sometimes movies are just so good when you're sober that the, the weeds not necessarily enhancing it. It doesn't this always one, enhance it. Yeah. This one just made it different, I would say. Not necessarily yeah. enhanced. It just made it a different watch. So, uh, all right. Fuck seven, Martha Stewart. 7.4. Uh, all right. Let's get into our second movie of the night. Boom. So we're going to dive into The Departed, uh, which is about, D'Lo, let us know. I got you. 
South Boston cop Billy Costigan goes undercover to infiltrate the organization of gangland chief Frank Costello. As Billy gains the mobster's trust, a career criminal named Colin Sullivan infiltrates the police department and reports on its activities to his syndicate bosses. When both organizations learn they have a mole in their midst, Billy and Colin must figure out each other's identities to save their own lives. Yeah, so again, they kind of like a a pretty, not classic, like gangster kind of story, but like the undercover you got rats you've got uh, yeah i like that i like that it's like it FBI takes that gangster. yeah i think i think that it's really an interesting take on it taking it and putting it from the informant's perspective versus like being specifically just from the mob's perspective or specifically just from yeah like the police's perspective doing it spe- like through the informants was a really interesting way to get this yeah story done great take obviously great director to to do this right because he so he just does a great job at like right like you said picks like a a different angle to look at like a real life situation but give you like a really intense version of that perspective which he did with this um so right out of the gate quotability i mean i feel like we're all gonna be i well I mean, I, I'm, I know I'm going to be high on this one. Yes. Uh, this is super cool. I'm going to be as high as I am. I hear everyone quote this. You guys this. are high? Yeah. <laughs> D'Lo and I definitely quote this like randomly and, Dude, all and people get it right. Like that, that also is like a factor. Like we quote it and people know it's from the departed. Granted that could be because we put on that Boston accent, but uh people people know yeah, it that, so that's a hint i i gave it a 8.5 i might have been slightly conservative too but i feel like this movie is very very quotable so let's start it off with an 8.5 and see where we trickle to uh tom where do you, where are you landing on the spectrum for this 8.5 man um i think it's very quotable too uh, my friends and I, we quote this all the time. Pretty much everything that comes out of Mark Wahlberg's mouth yeah, yeah. in this God, movie is, so funny. Is, is legendary. Like this movie is actually really funny. It's hilarious. For a serious yeah. movie like that. I was maybe cracking yes, up. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Without asking for too many details, do you have anyone in with Costello presently? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. My theory on feds is they're like mushrooms. Feed him shit and keep him in the dark. You girls have a good day. Maybe fuck yeah. yourself. Yep. Uh, I'm the guy that does his job. You must be the other guy. You must be the other guy. Uh, I was cracking up when he said that. And I feel like uh, Scorsese just told him, just like, be an asshole from Boston in this yeah. movie and say whatever you want and ad lib <laughs> every scene. Because that's just like the vibe I got that's what from he was. him. I didn't look it up or anything. Apparently, yeah, Scorsese, apparently Scorsese said that when uh mark Wahlberg first like dropped his or like fell back into his like boston accent he said it was so hard to understand him that they thought they might have to put subtitles in the movie <laughs> for him that would have been even funnier if they did that <laughs> he's so funny and he i mean obviously he's from boston but like the accent is so and it it's it's so stark and so good compared to like jack nicholson's which is not good like just like being next to guys who are actually from Boston. It's just hilarious to watch. Yeah. And 
I don't know, like even Alec Baldwin, everything that came out of his mouth made me laugh. And I just felt like it was really realistic banter back and forth the whole time. Like if you were actually a cop in Boston at that time, those were the conversations that would have been going on. They would have been fighting each other and everything. Yeah. I gave it a seven, but now that we're re talk, we're talking about it again. I think I got to go up to at least an eight. All right. It is very, you can do that. I feel like that happens actually. That's happened a few times where it's just like, man, now that we're like basically quoting it again, it's like, Oh wait, that deserves a little bit more. So dude, I, I went strong with quotability. Because this is something, and as Katie and I were watching this together, she like paused the movie and she looks at me and she goes, I don't think I realized how much you actually quote this movie until I've rewatched this movie. Because this is some, like, I feel like the departed quotes just spill out of my mouth and I don't even realize I'm doing it anymore. Another friend and friend of the show Vince Sasso also a huge fan of quoting this movie um like Tom's saying literally anything Mark Wahlberg says in this <laughs> you know the my theory on feds is they're like mushrooms you feed them shit and you keep them in the, in the dark. dark like just everything he says is so Wicked good spot. and so funny and the interactions between him and Alec Baldwin are gold how's yeah. your mother good she's tired from fucking my father Unfortunately, this shithole has more fucking leaks than the Iraqi Navy. Fuck yourself. I'm tired from fucking your wife. How's your mother? Good, she's tired from fucking my father. Classic interactions, like Tom was saying. You feel like these these are real conversations happening in, like, some Boston precinct somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, and then Jack Nicholson's got some good lines. He Like, his whole speech about the rats. Yeah. He's just... And Jack Nicholson in general is a legend. Um, just the whole scre- the scene where they're screaming about, you know, fucking cop when he's just ripping into Leo. Oh, and then you in the weekends, you're, in the, you're dropping your eyes and big, bad Southie projects. And he goes on. It's God. I went with an 8.9. I could quote. Oh, the that's shit not, out of this I thought you were going to go way higher than that. All right. So that makes no. sense. I feel like. Eight is a good and the only it's reason, in the realm of eight, which is like I think where it should be for sure. The only reason I didn't go higher is because I don't know that everyone would recognize like I can quote weird miscellaneous like throw off like like one off quotes from this yeah. that other people wouldn't pick up, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's quotable to other people. So You're right, right, right. That's why I stayed under a nine. Which is fair. We gotta we gotta show some restraint for some of these and not go like full gut feeling. So Tom's at eight, I'm at eight point five, you're at eight point nine, you know, I think eight point five kind of it's still a solid score. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would maybe like I would even, I would boost it to an eight point six though, just because I'm like just to give it a nudge, a nudge your way cranberry juice right i was about to say that's another what, one you got your period cranberry juice it's a natural diuretic my girlfriend drinks it when she's got her period what do you get your period Get your 
Hey, hey, hey. Did you know me? No. No. But I'm the guy that tells you there are guys you can hit, and there's guys you can't. Now, that's not quite a guy you can't hit, but it's almost a guy you can't hit. So I'm going to make a fucking rolling on this right now. You don't fucking hit him. You understand? And there's some, like, lines in here that would be, you know, would be tough to quote in certain situations just because, like, they're pretty risque. But, but like, that's a line people would recognize from yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. But super quotable. Um, still. So quotable. God. He's got some good lines, too. He's like, who, who the fuck are you? I'm the guy who tells you there are guys you can hit and there are guys you can't hit. And that's not quite a guy you can't hit. It's not like quite. he's got some good lines. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. He's a good character. I feel like I want to bump my score higher. Character but... development is great in this movie, too. So right, Eight and a half, I guess, is fine. No, 8.6. I put it at 8.6. Oh, okay. Just okay. to give you that nudge. Thank you. Um. All right. Rewatchability. Another one that I came strong, I feel like, out of the gate. I feel like for a longer movie, right, which are tough rewatches, I know I'm always rewatching this no matter what, multiple times a year for sure, 100%, at yeah. least like two or three, I would say. Yeah. So uh, I went with an 8.6 because yeah. I was just like, this is a heavy rewatch. Uh, not necessarily like on some of the level of some movies where it, is one you would put on in the background, right? It is a movie you could put on you that I've put on in the background, but there's a lot of other ones that I would go to first because I can get sucked into this movie very yeah, easily. This is one you could yeah. fade in and out of because you've seen it so many times, yeah. but you don't necessarily want to fade in and out of it because the story is so good. Exactly. So 8.6. That's um, my, that's my score. Uh, I gave this a nine. Whoa. This is one of my favorite That's movies fair. ever, if not my favorite movie ever. Wow. And I I agree. I actually wrote it down. This is not a movie you put on in the background. If you put you're this going movie in. on, you're sitting there and you're watching it for the entire time. Yeah. It's if this so was fucking good. It is, and it's it's pretty quick paced. Like it didn't feel like I was sitting there forever. Never. Um, no. because you're so sucked in. It's such a good movie. Yeah. And it's it's funny. There's action. It's got a great storyline, great characters. Those guys act their asses off. So I gave it a nine. If it was a half hour shorter, I would have given it a 10. Damn. Yeah. To be I honest agree. with you. All right. I'm with you there. That I actually did. went with a nine too, because I think a 9.2. Is... No, I went with a nine as well. Oh, nine as well. Got it. Sorry. Not because that that would be that this... crazy. If you went with a nine point. No. Yeah. Hold two tenths of a point. <laughs> right. Right. Higher. Um, I think this is a, probably one of the movies I rewatch the most um, because I so this this is it's so good. This yeah. is probably a top three like favorite movie of all time. If not, like Tom said, if not after rewatching it again, it might be my favorite movie of all time. Wow! So like I'm even like, I felt the same exact way after I finished it. It was like, damn, that's a fucking good one. I may bump it up. I may even go up to. I would say nine two nine three. Actually, I'm gonna adjust my score because I love this movie so much, and I want to watch it again soon, like very soon. I, after even after just I'm down keeping this movie. I'd, I'd watch in the it right range. now. Yeah, I would watch it now. So I'm definitely it's down so, to give it a nine. It's so good, man. I'm definitely down to and like every ton. 
every time you watch it, it's like, it's still interesting. Like it's still an interesting story because like you said, the character development's so good. It's another masterclass in acting by like Leo, Leonardo right. DiCaprio just feels like he's in a panic attack the whole movie. And he just, he does it so well. So where would you think this is in terms of rewatchability compared to I love you, man? Cause that is the movie we deemed the most rewatchable. You can't even and it, compare the two, honestly. It's hard because that's well, you almost it. an hour shorter and yeah. funny. Right. But again, like, right, like it's impressive that this, this up, is rewatchable. I would put this but... up against how much I rewatch I Love You, man. I would put this up against it. Okay. What, what's, our, what's our I Love You, 9. man? 9.25. So I'm, this movie definitely, I think, should be in nine. But I wouldn't put it at I Love You, man simply because of the length of the movie is just going to make it like slight. So I would say like right, nine, nine, one, nine, one, nine, one, nine, one. Are you good with that, Tom? I am good with that. Yeah. Yes. Nine, one. I All think right. that's a very respectable score. And I think it's well-deserved because this movie is so fucking good. It's so, so good. good. God damn it. Um, All right. I'll do the on her way out. I'll we do the over under act accordingly. God, it's good. God, it's good. Um, Hold on, Kaz. I'm hot. I'm hot. Oh, you want to go? Do it? All right, you want to go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can both, both do it. it. I'm one for one, dude. I'm going until until <laughs> I'm out. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I, this movie has to be in the '90s. It's got to be. Uh, I feel like it should. Well, I feel like it should be basically Fight Club, if not more. So I'm going to start. What did Fight Club have in '96? 96, yeah. I'll, I'm going to start with a 96. Okay. I was actually going to do the same thing. Um, I'm going to go 97. Okay. Lower. Lower. Uh, this is like one of those things where I feel like I'll get tripped up. Like, it's just, it could just be like, I'm going to go 95. Like, I don't, I don't think it's like. It can't be that much lower. It can't right? be. Yeah, it just can't be. And I've been tripped up like this before, where it's just like one lower. I'm going to do 95. 93. 94%. All right. That's fair. I knew it wasn't going to be too far away from that. All right. <laughs> no. So... And I liked your, your, your strategies there. That was really thorough strategizing by both of you. Well done. Yeah. I feel like it just had to be there. I just, I had, it just had to be. All right. So not, that ends up being a 9.4 on our scale. So this movie's humming. It, it could, it could do some damage here. Smokeability is going to mm-hmm. be if it becomes the new champion or not. And again, I gave this movie a really good score. Now, what the only thing that I, I think held me back slightly is that this movie, it, it, the weed doesn't necessarily enhance this movie at all because it's just so fucking good no matter what. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. I agree. And it's not, I wouldn't say, and here's the thing where I struggle is because I think the smokeability for Fight Club, at least for me, I felt like made Fight Club better for me because of the way it was filmed and kind of like the art, artistic kind of cinematography that yeah, there could. were very cinema like the the there are just very cool intentionally artistic yeah. shots right like uh, the whole sex scene is very like intentionally exactly. artistic you know but what like I mean? departed so, is just a good 
good movie, well it's put together. It's story and good. character driven, 100%. Exactly. The character development is so good. Ending is fucked up, obviously, because it's in this category. Oh, so fucked. And, and it's just such a good perspective. Fucking. And it's good high. Like, don't get me wrong. It's good sober. It's good high. So having said that, I, I gave this a, uh, I gave it a little bit this, of the same score as, as Fight Club. So I think it was uh, 7.4. And I think I gave, I think I had given Fight Club 7.5. But again, I just felt like, Departed didn't do, or the the weed for Departed didn't do what it did for Fight Club. So I just felt like it couldn't get the same score. So I went seven point four. Tom, uh, I went with an eight. Okay, and I think I would have went a little bit higher if I had chosen a different weed. Okay, um, like I said, this one didn't really do it for me. Um, it was long. So lots of smoking had to occur to to get through the movie. But um, hold on, I just lost my train of thought because you know because <laughs> you're high as hell because you yeah, know weed. Yeah. Oh. Um. So in the beginning, like Matt Damon's role and Leo's role, I was trying to like keep track of who was who. Yeah. Um, and that was taking a lot away from it in the first 10 minutes, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. I was like, hold on. I got to get these roles straight here before yeah. I continue watching this movie. So I had to like take a second, figure it out. And then I was all right after that, but it was kind of making my brain hurt. And that was definitely from the weed more than anything, but, uh, definitely an eight. I love this movie. I don't think you need to smoke for this. Right. But, um, all right, I don't so know eight. why you wouldn't. That's fair. Yeah, I went with. I mean, I was, I was. I'm actually in the middle of you guys. I because for a lot of the same reasons. I don't think you need to smoke to watch this movie. I think again, there are some aspects of it that make it slightly more difficult. Like Tom's saying, you get the whole aspect of the two characters are very similar at the beginning and kind of figuring that out is hard in a muddled stone brain. Even if you've seen, even if you've seen it a thousand times Um, and you don't necessarily need to be stoned, but I actually really enjoyed it because just again, taking in these actors in some of their, some of the best roles, in my opinion, this is the role Leonardo DiCaprio should have won the Oscar for, for sure. Um, Not the Revenant. But that's yeah. my opinion. Revenant's just not as good um, of a movie. If he, sh- if not even sooner in his career. But I digest. I digress. Um, I digest. I digest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I went with a seven point seven because you don't need to be high. But I still really enjoyed it while I was stoned. And I think that has a lot to do with the weed that I smoked because it was really good weed. Uh, and so, what did you what did you give it again? What was your score? Uh, 7.7. 7.7. Okay. So I feel like 7.7 is probably where it makes sense, right? Like, Tom, you were at 8. I gave a 7.4, I think. So Right in the middle again. Middle again, just to, like, kind of give both sides a little bit of love there. But, Yeah. yeah, I just think with this movie, like, obviously it's good high. It's just like you don't need to be high. You don't really need to be high. So I feel like that that good messes with the score slightly. But um, all right. 
So that brings its final score to an 8.5. So not quite the champion, cool. but is on par. I think it's tied for second or tied for third with a couple other ones. So still really high score for our rating system. Um, so if you were to like, if we were to just look at the top five or something like that, you'd get a lot of good movies, but I love you, man. And Lion King still edge it out uh, a little bit. So hmm. I love you, man. was at 8.6 Lion King's an 8.8 in terms of their total scores. So it feels so wrong to me. Uh, <laughs> not my podcast. So you guys doing great. <laughs> there are pod. many times I'm listening, like walking my dog on a Sunday morning. I'm like, that's a fucking ridiculous score. <laughs> gonna text Dilo right now trust the scores and he does man. he lets me know you gotta trust the scores all right so again another good episode in terms of the movies and the categories so uh almost had a new champion not quite but we did get another really well two really good movies and then obviously the departed getting a really high score uh for our kind of rating system so uh Good category, Tom. Uh, well done, sir. Great, great movie selection by us. I so enjoyed this a lot. This was a really fun. This was a really fun week to get high and watch some movies. Let me tell you. Uh, all right. So, I'll do the Would You Rather this week. Uh, so I think I was trying to think of one throughout the like. I kind of want to ask a Would You Rather about like the gangster life. So it's like, Would you rather be like? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character of a kind of rat or would you rather be uh, an FBI informant? Like which one would you rather be like working for oh, the shit. working for the good side, but infiltrating the bad side or being like the bad side, but playing like double O agent with the good side, which, which is kind of your choice. So would you rather be Matt Damon's character or Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Yeah. Is that yeah. Basically- yeah. 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 Who would you rather be? I mean, obviously, one is like way quicker that you could die. Yeah, way more right? dangerous. Uh, they're both dangerous. I mean, they're both. You could probably die really quickly. I mean, they all fucking die. Well, yeah, <laughs> they all the do whole die. Thing. Yeah, that, right, right. That's true. <laughs> Not to give away the ending, but they all fucking die. Literally all the, of them. The whole stack cast for gets Mark exterminated. Wahlberg. Right. <laughs> all the best actors insane. get exterminated and then mark Wahlberg is left. the one that you forgot about right right the one that Dude, was like oh man where's that where's that, where's that wicked boston asshole there was originally <laughs> a rumor of a spinoff for him that was supposed to take like potentially after this and it just never went through that's probably also, good. something i didn't realize was this is based off of an old chinese movie like loosely based off of an old, like an old Chinese Hong Kong film, which is pretty wild hmm. called infernal infernal affairs or something. Anyway, uh, for this, I don't know, man, this is, this is hard because I feel like being, being the rat in the gangsters crew. Like, even if you have police protection, you are in so deep and like, he's in so deep in this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's That's fuck, so be a scary. Exhilarating experience. It would be exhilarating. I think feel like it'd be easier to be the Matt Damon, Matt Damon character. I think I, I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna be Leo's character. I think I'm gonna take the plunge and just fucking try to pull it off, man. I'm gonna try and take down the mob. I'm gonna That's do it. Insane. I'm gonna do it. 
You guys are on the other side of the coin. Yeah, I'm going with the FBI informant. Okay. Um, mostly because I'm thinking like if you get caught as the mob rat, yeah, you're not just gonna get shot in the head. Oh no, no that's it's gonna not be gonna be a, be a awful, simple death. Yeah, awful death. Yeah, the FBI will just like blow up your house or right. blow up your car or <laughs> yeah. snipe you, and you're just dead. Like they're swift, not gonna swift you kill. You fuck them over. Yeah, that's yeah, a really and, good point. And you're still like calling the normal shots and then just telling on yourself. Right. Yeah, that's true. I. Dude, I couldn't have said it better myself. I agree with everything Tom just said. And you're loaded because you're an FBI informant, so you got to be. Yeah, doing you're getting some money kind of from cool criminal the mob, shit. and you're getting money from. You just got to hope the mob doesn't yeah. find out about Double you. Dipping. Like you better hope you do it well. Is the other thing because then the mob will get you for sure. I think Matt Damon does a fairly good job throughout this. He does until uh, Jack Nicholson starts meddling too much. Yeah, mm. he went too Ooh. crazy it's in there all right tom as always a pleasure to have you on for a second time even though this is the only real one that's going to make it out to the public but hopefully all the audio actually works hopefully we recorded it this time and we won't have two lost episodes that had tom on them uh yeah that would be great and thank you for having me again but if this one gets lost this is it I know. This is it. This is he's not coming back. This is it. This I'm, is it I'm for not, me and the show. This not is coming our back. Friendship. Yeah. This is all you no, get. We can still be friends, but I'm definitely not coming back. All right, cool. All right. I'm, we I'm can take that. that. Uh I'll still listen. As always, shout outs to everybody and everything that makes this go. Squadcast is what we're using right now to record this. Great product. Vin Sasso, our friend of the Vin Sasso Trio, also wrote our riff and some kind of uh inter episode interludes uh throughout the episode uh great band great guy he's been a guest on here he'll be a guest again uh podcastles what dilo uses to edit this again good for beginners good product uh all the dispensaries here in seattle but mostly you know uh dockside cannabis in ballard uh the cushery lake forest park have a heart in greenwood uh cura leaf zen leaf in new jersey love you uh, not cool. as much as the ones out here in Seattle, though. Uh, <laughs> like again, you. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, email podcast.highexpectations at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram at high.expectations.pod. Give us categories, give us movies, give us feedback, give us love, whatever it is. Just give it. Just give it. Give uh, it. You know, again, and who knows, maybe you'll have the opportunity to be a guest twice yeah. on our show like Tom. And you Hooray. won't. We won't lose your episode. We promise. <laughs> I think. I think we'll actually make sure that this one goes live. So we'll do better. Uh, They're liars. Don't listen. As Leo said, or as uh, Dilo said, in, as Dilo said in the beginning. Oh. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate all the support. We've got some new things coming. I think we're going to have some uh, different content or some additional content on our Instagram coming up soon. So uh, keep listening for that. And again, uh, Christmas is coming up, so we're going to do a themed uh yep. december episodes uh for everybody so uh hells yeah thanks everybody as always be kind and stay weird stay weird mm-hmm.